Tate's at the Beach, San Francisco's most unique dining salon, overlooking the Pacific Ocean, where nightly you can dine and dance to Jack Coakley's music. It's different. Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this evening's show, we're going to play 19 records. Well, not 19 records, more like 15 or 16 but we will play some records about the number 19. Why? Well, because this is our 19th anniversary show. The first Rapidly Rotating Records show was broadcast on KISL on July 26, 2000. We've been here ever since, and no one is more surprised or happier about that than I. Tonight we'll also make some things happen, grant some pardons, go on a treasure hunt, and take a musical trip to San Francisco, as hinted at by that ad for Tate's at the Beach, America's unique restaurant, the place to go for socialites and celebrities, and those who enjoy mingling with same. Back in 1924, one of Al Bernard's neighbors was predicting the future. He couldn't quite see into the next millennium to predict that in 2000 we would still be playing Al Bernard's records on this show, and most of his predictions didn't come true, but here's what he thought would happen in 1999. There lives a man next door to me who thinks he's very wise. A see-all, know-all, can't fool me, you've met those kind of guys. At prophesying what's to be, he thinks that he's a bear. He'll stop you any time at all and loudly will declare. In 1999, in 1999, although today we write in style, they look back on us and smile in 1999. It surely will be fine. We'll have a lady president in 1999. Yes, I'll admit we're better off than back in 61. Cause Rad Dio and moving pictures, they hadn't quite begun. And I've been gazing at the stars and got things figured out. 
There's no one in this world but me knows what that's all about. <laughs> in 1999, in 1999, I reckon you know what I mean. We'll be drinking kerosene in 1999. They'll even come a time. They won't write any mammy songs in 1999. I let you in on something else, but don't you tell a soul. This money that we spend a day, they'll use that stuff for coal. These vampire women nowadays are wearing less and less. But they'll be wearing less and less in 99, I reckon. <laughs> in 1999, in 1999. For 10 or 20 cents, I guess, you can buy the wife a dress in 1999. It won't be any crime to have a dozen wives or so in 1999. not to blame things they accuse each other of it drives the judge insane but in 1999 in 1999 there'll be no jury to declare what is what for they won't care in 1999 divorce will take no time they leave them flat say that's that 1999 
I started courting Eliza She says I shan't marry the top I said why? She said not till I save 20 pounds Will want it to start a house on Of course I started a saving I felt like to brighten her eyes Each one but Eliza called me a young miser But by them I got a surprise I saved 19 bright pounds And I only wanted one So I says to myself Says I We'll be married by and by I saved 19 bright pounds and required one more But while I was saving me one pound She married a chap next door <laughs> Some furniture I had been buying were no good to me since that day So I sent it round to Eliza And she has sent a note back like to say Dear Tom, as you're not getting married No good will that twenty pounds be So send it round too Cause I knows it'll do As a nice wedding present for me <laughs> I saved 19 bright pounds and I only wanted one so I says to myself says I <laughs> we'll be married by and by I saved 19 bright pounds and required one more. But while I was saving me one pound, she married the chap next door. <laughs> I saved nineteen five pounds and I only wanted one. So I says to myself, says I will be married by and by. I saved Nineteen bright pounds and required one more But while I was saving me one pound She married the chap next door we started off this 19th anniversary show with Al Bernard and his song in 1999 Telling about what his neighbor thought things would be like 75 years hence that Edison record, number 51360, was made June 2, 1924. Al's neighbor was wrong about having a lady president, but he was correct that we wouldn't be writing mammy songs in 1999. Next, Dodds and Parham. That would be Johnny Dodds on clarinet and Tiny Parham on piano with 19th Street Blues, from a Paramount recording made in Chicago around March or April of 1927. We finished up with British Music Hall performer Tom Foy with 19 Bright Pounds. Tom Foy was born in Manchester, England in 1879 and started off as a sign painter, 
but joined a traveling circus as a scenery artist and clown and evolved into a song and dance man. His most famous sketches were Tom Foy and his donkey, which, yes, included a live donkey, and Yorkshire dialect comedy for which he became known as the Yorkshire Lad. During his short career, he recorded about 40 music hall songs. Tom Foy collapsed on stage during a performance in Argyle and died two weeks later on August 7, 1917, at just 38 years of age. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. My boss is fond of ending meetings of the executive team at Guided Discoveries with the phrase, Make it so. It's Captain Jean-Luc Picard's signature line from Star Trek The Next Generation, and actor Patrick Stewart's character uttered his most memorable catchphrase in the September 28, 1987 pilot episode, Encounter at Farpoint. But the phrase goes back much farther, as it was used aboard British naval ships in the 1800s, where the nautical day began and ended at noon, or eight bells. At the noon site, when it was determined the sun had reached its zenith, the sentinel would inform the quartermaster that it is twelve o'clock. The quartermaster then informed the mate, who informed the lieutenant, who informed the captain, who would give the order to ring the bell by saying, Make it so. The command then returned back through the same number of persons before being executed to start the day. Well, for this segment, we're going to... Make it so. Here are the six Brown brothers. Thank you. 
and Kellel go. Dreamers tell us dreams come true. It's no mistake, for wishes are the dreams we dream. When we're awake, the curtain of night will part. If you are certain within your heart, so if you wish long enough, wish strong enough, you will come to know that wishing will make it so.
We started off that Make It So set with the Six Brown Brothers with If a Wish Could Make It So. That's actually a medley of tunes from the show Tickle Me, composed by Herbert Stothert, and it was apparently pretty popular because it was recorded by Art Hickman for Columbia, Joseph Necht and the Waldorf Astoria Dance Orchestra for OK, and Lensburg's Riverside Orchestra for Edison, all within several weeks of each other. The Brown Brothers version was the last of the bunch, recorded by Victor on November 22, 1920. The setting of the two-act musical Tickle Me is Hollywood, California, Calcutta, India, and points in between. It opened August 17th at the Selwyn Theater and ran for 207 performances. Herman Darevsky and his band followed If a Wish Could Make It So with Wishing Will Make It So. Jerry Arthur was the vocalist on that August 20th, 1939 Parlophone 78, recorded at Spa Royal Hall in Bridlington, Yorkshire, a coastal town in the northeast of England. Not exactly a hotbed of recording activity. Why there? Well, Herman Derefsky was the town's musical director from 1924 to 1926, and again from 1933 to 39. Wishing Will Make It So was written by Buddy De Silva. And because there are only so many records about making it so, we finished up with Rosie, Make It Rosie for Me. That was Max Fells and his Della Robbia Orchestra from Edison 50723, recorded November 19, 1920. I greatly admire my fellow vintage music radio show and podcast hosts whose playlists are made up entirely of records from their own collections. There would be a lot of frequent repeats if I relied solely on my relatively meager collection. But it grew a bit this past week when I received a package in the mail containing nine records I won in the recent Recordsmith auction. One of them is going to start off each of the next three segments of this show, and you'll be hearing the rest in the weeks ahead. Here's Vernon Dahlhart to start off this segment having to do with pardons. The clock on the wall. Tick tock, tick tock. Oh, it seems to beckon and call. How I fear to see the break of dawn. How I dread the early morn. Tick tock, tick tock. For when sunrise comes, I'll be gone. Oh, I know the one who loved me must bear all of my shame. But I swear by stars above me that I am not to blame. Just one hope is all I have now. But I pray with all my might For my dear old mother's pleading To save her boy tonight Tick-tock, tick-tock Now the fatal hour is near 
Come and kill my cell, I can hear. Won't I know some words before too late? Oh, if time could only wait. Tick, tock, tick, tock. I'm at last resigned to my fate. Now my door is slowly opened. They come to lead the way. There's a man, but he is smiling. Oh, why is he so gay? In his hand, he holds the pardon. And with joy, I hear him say, You can thank your dear old mother. She saved the boy today. Harris! Oh, boy. I'd like to love you, but if you don't parley through, I beg your pardon, mademoiselle. Mademoiselle, but if you live at a 
32 Rue Blonde Hell High, beg your pardon, mademoiselle. was all set and ready to play Pardon the Glove by Don Voorhees and his Earl Carroll's Vanities Orchestra on Edison 51962, recorded February 28, 1927. The label of that record describes Pardon the Glove as a fast and hot foxtrot, which it most certainly is. Then I realized that I played that record on the 12th anniversary show and a couple of years later in 2014. There's another fast and hot version of Pardon the Glove which I haven't played before. It's by the California Ramblers on Columbia 992-D, recorded about a month after the Edison disc, on March 29, 1927. It's a much higher fidelity electrical recording, and that's the record we just heard. Pardon the Glove was written by Howdy Quixel. 
Before Pardon the Glove, it was the Buddy Rogers Orchestra masquerading on Victor 24031 as the California Cavaliers with I Beg Your Pardon, Mademoiselle. Buddy Rogers himself was the vocalist on that May 18, 1932 recording. I Beg Your Pardon, Mademoiselle was composed by Sam H. Stepped with the lyrics by Herb Magidson. We started off on somewhat of a downer with Vernon Dahlhart, but it turned out okay because the Governor's Pardon came through at the last minute. Dahlhart recorded the Governor's Pardon for OK a little over a month after this March 2, 1926 recording for Victor, issued on catalog number 19983. It was also released on Xenophone in the UK and Australia. Accompanying Dahlhart on guitar was Carson Robison, and on violin, Marie Kellner. The Governor's Pardon was written by Toby Sherman, a pseudonym for Charlie Tobias and Al Sherman. I'm Glenn Robison, a pseudonym for Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all of our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand anytime at all online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. And we're on all the major podcast directories. I have a particular interest in recordings by the Revelers in their many iterations, and in solo recordings by the various members of the group. One of the records I got last week was by tenor Charles Harrison, who recorded with the Revelers on a few occasions. It caught my attention because I was unfamiliar with the title, even though there are many recordings of it. The song is Asthor, A-S-T-H-O-R-E, and I'll tell you more about it on the other side of the set. Night winds are whispering to the trees. 
the way mm, to Treasure Island And my heart stood still when I landed on the silver shore We met that day on Treasure Island And the smile you gave me <laughs> was the treasure I've been craving for mm, Then came those moments of bliss in the shade of swelling bomb I still remember your kiss as you nestled in my arms mm, Look for gold on Treasure Island I found that gold when you gave me your golden love. Treasure Island, the Mound City Blue Blowers with Nappy Lamar, providing the vocal from Champion 40060, recorded November 8, 1935. That was preceded by the singing brakeman, Jimmy Rogers, with Treasures Untold, written by Rogers and Ellsworth T. Cousins, who plays ukulele on that recording, made February 14, 1928. It's been issued on no fewer than 15 78s, 45s, LPs, and CDs including Victor 21433, which we heard. So, why a couple of songs about treasure in that set? Well, because Asthor, which started off the segment, literally means treasure in Irish Gaelic, and is used as a term of endearment, as my dear or my darling. Asthor was written by English composer Henry Trotter in 1893. The words were written by a guy with a great name, G. Clifton Bingham. There were lots of recordings of it, possibly even before the turn of the century, the most popular of which was probably by John McCormick in 1912. We heard it by Charles Harrison, recorded in November of 14283 directly from Vocalion 14483. And as everyone knows, red records are best. <laughs> Yeah, 
have a particular song or artist you'd like to hear on Rapidly Rotating Records? Well, you can send your requests and your comments about the show by email to glenn at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com or send cards or letters to Post Office Box 145, Claremont, California, 91711. That's glenn, G-L-E-N-N, at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com or Post Office Box 145, Claremont, California, 91711. The Panama Pacific International Exposition was a World's Fair held in San Francisco, California from February 20th to December 4th, 1915. Its purpose was to celebrate the completion of the Panama Canal and showcase San Francisco's recovery from the devastation of the 1906 earthquake and fire. Quite a few years ago, my wife gave me a gift of a 1915 view book of photographs of the exposition. And so when I saw an auction listing for a record titled San Fran Pan-American, I had to bid on it. My bid was successful, and now you get to benefit by hearing it. Here to start off a segment about San Francisco is the Victor Military Band.
blue. I sent for dad and mother, my sister and my brother the new. I told my sweetheart Kate to be sure to wait. Next Monday morning by the Golden Gate. Here's Chicago where I change my train. Now we're heading for the coast again. I've got that goodbye Broadway, hello Farrell Street pain. I'm gonna be so merry when I cross the Oakland Ferry to the foot of Maine. Just got enough for my food and fare. I'll be broke when I get there, but I don't care. Everybody's my pal. I've got those San Francisco blues.
You probably recognize that tune as San Francisco, composed by Brennislav Kaper and Walter Yerman, with the lyrics by Gus Kahn. That recording is by French composer, violinist, and band leader Joe Bouillon, born May 3, 1908, into a musical family. He directed Joe Bouillon et son orchestre from 1936 until 1947, when he married Josephine Baker and accompanied, recorded, and toured with her. He died July 9, 1984, in Buenos Aires. Before Joe Bouillon, it was Billy James' dance orchestra, credited on the label of Banner 6382 as the Six Black Diamonds, with I've Got the San Francisco Blues, written by Canadian-born American composer and lyricist Halsey K. Moore, M-O-H-R. He was born January 13, 1883, and had songs to his credit from 1911 to the late 1920s, and I'm going to make sure he has his own birthday tribute next year. We begin the segment with the Victor Military Band with the two-step San Fran Pan-American. San Fran Pan-American was written by Joel P. Corin, who apparently liked barn dances, because he also wrote the old barn dance, Corn Huskin Barn Dance, and Go and Get Your Partner for the Barn Dance. Even though the Panama Pacific International Exposition wouldn't open for more than a year later, this recording was made on November 28, 1913, no doubt to take advantage of the excitement leading up to it. 18,876,438 visitors attended the exposition. There were a number of other records made about the exposition, including San Francisco Bound, the San Francisco Fair, San Francisco Souvenir March, 1915 San Francisco, and at that San Fran Pan American Fair. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. Thank you.